Hey, welcome to Fred Talk, inspiration and truth from a friend. In our podcast, we teach principles of success. Our goal is to inspire leaders to unlock their full potential, live out their strengths, and achieve their God-given purpose in life. Today, I want to talk to you about the investment principle. Success requires a sacrifice. This is one of the principles of success that you just cannot get around. We all want success in life. All of us do. We want success in our relationships. We want success in our career. We want success with our finances. We all want success, but it requires an investment. It requires a sacrifice. If you're married and you tell your spouse, I love you, but you don't prioritize the relationship, you're not going to have a successful, good marriage. If you want to grow your money, but you spend more than you make and you don't invest, you're going to stay on the struggle bus financially. If you want to be successful in your career, but you only do what you have to do, it's not going to amount to much. This is actually a deeply spiritual truth about life. Jesus said that you reap what you sow, basically cause and effect principle that God put in place with the world. If you don't invest time, money, and effort into something, you won't get much. Spiritually speaking, even connecting with God costs you something. Salvation through Jesus Christ is a gift. You don't earn it, but it will cost you your life to receive it. It requires a response and obedience. Um, Jesus was the one that said, not everyone who calls on me, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of my Father in heaven. Faith without action or works is dead. When it comes to life, there are really two types of people. There are investors and spenders. And this is true not just for money. This is also true with relationships. And it's also true with opportunities or influence. Investors and spenders. So let's talk about these two different types of people. First, there's investors. Investors are intentional with their time, their money, their relationships, and their opportunities. They make sacrifices consistently. They focus on the long-term goals. They live on less money. They save. They're always thinking of the return on investment. They evaluate everything. They work hard. They're disciplined. They believe there's a direct relationship between what we choose to do and the results. They invest in key relationships rather than just expecting things to go well. So investors don't complain. They don't blame. They don't get jealous of others who have more. They don't compare. They don't think they're entitled to something without having to pay for it. They don't expect to get more than what they are willing to pay for with their own time and money. And then there's what we call spenders. Spenders are unintentional with their time, money, relationships, and opportunities. They only do what they have to do. They focus on what they want now, the urgent. They spend more than they have. They don't save. They always think about shortcuts. They act on feelings without thinking through things. They're lazy, undisciplined, and believe life isn't fair, and some people just have it easier. So spenders 
complain, they blame, they're constantly jealous of others' success. They compare, they think they're entitled to success and wealth without sacrifice. They expect to get more than what they pay for, always looking for a good deal, the easy, cheap way. Now, let me say something that might offend you, but it's the truth. So remember, my name's Fred and I'm your friend. I'm just helping you out here. No one likes to admit the bad stuff that we do. We all want to think of ourselves as good people, but the reality is our actions and results don't lie. I, I listen to how people talk a lot, and I'm constantly, constantly evaluating what I say because we have a tendency to convince ourselves of things that are not true about ourselves. If you have to tell people that you don't complain or that you're disciplined, then you're usually not. <laughs> When I hear people complain or make excuses, I often call them out on it. It's interesting to see the reaction. <laughs> they usually act surprised and then make more excuses. Now, I used to do this until I realized that the only way to change your results and change is to change your heart. The scriptures say that everything flows from the heart and our tongue speaks what's inside of us. So we don't accidentally blow up or say the wrong thing, even though that's what we claim. It's honestly what we're harboring inside. And unless we admit it, we can't correct it. So it happens again and again. I, I really want to challenge you to listen to what you say and evaluate it. Try to, every day, just jot down the things that you hear yourself saying. Or try asking someone to hold you accountable for what you say. Ask them if you're a complainer or a blamer or if you're entitled. Now, when I find myself wanting to complain or frustrated or feeling resentful, I try to take time to evaluate what is going on in my heart so I can deal with it in a healthy way instead of rationalizing my behavior. Even though I pay attention to what I say and others say, I have learned to base my judgment on what people do. We often say a lot of things that we don't follow through with. We call it good intentions, and there is no truth to that. There's no such thing as a good intention. There's only good actions and bad actions. It's about what you do, not what you intend to do. How do you know if you should trust someone? Don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. There's a saying, when you get taken advantage of by someone, the first time, shame on them. The second time, shame on me. <laughs> the third time, shame on us. See, God put the law of cause and effect in place to protect us and give us accountability. You reap what you sow. You also don't reap what you don't sow. This principle goes for all aspects of our life, money, relationships, our career, if you want a great marriage, then you better make way more deposits or sacrifices every day into your spouse than withdrawals that you take or expect. It's very simple. Over time, there is compounding interest either way, good or bad. There is no way around this truth. It's how God designed life to function, and it's healthy. So never complain about not getting what you want. Just be intentional to create it. The same is true with money and success. I was a pastor for over 20 years and planted a church from nothing. 
and was able to see it grow and reach hundreds of people for Christ. And as three things grew, my income grew. And then I was diagnosed with cancer in 2011, malignant melanoma, stage three. I had five years to live. And I went through surgeries and treatment. And I had a severe reaction to the drug that I took and ended up dealing with depression over a year and a half and had to step away from that church. That was a very defeating feeling. I felt like I had failed. Well, after I recovered from my depression, I ended up teaching. That was my undergrad degree. So my salary got cut in half at the age of 42 years old. I had a daughter getting ready to go to college and another one right after that. And, you know, teachers tend to complain a lot about not getting paid enough. I chose not to complain. Instead, I chose to sow some seeds to grow my income. I started a painting business. And I would work during my free time on my breaks when other teachers would complain about their day or their boss. I would focus on doing a quote. When I got out of school by three o'clock, I would go uh, to the job site and check in with the team. And I would go do bids in the evenings um, and at home online. I would do quotes. And I built a business over a five-year period where I was able to eventually step away from teaching and have a strong income for myself. You either choose to complain and suffer or you invest and sacrifice. The results are either no changes or new positive results. People who are successful make intentional choices to focus on values and actions that bring about growth in relationships, finances, work, health. You get what you choose to invest in. You don't get what you don't invest. If you're not willing to sacrifice, you won't produce much. So quit focusing on what you want and start doing what produces the results. Stop complaining and start sacrificing because you reap what you sow. Now listen, there are a lot of things I could complain about, but I try to choose not to. Instead, I try to change what I have control over and not make excuses and focus on being thankful and being willing to put in the time and money and sacrifices so I can reap a harvest I want. I want great relationships. I want a great marriage. So I invest a lot in my family and in key working relationships. I want to have margin in my life. So I'm very intentional with how I spend my time to produce the most results I can with what I do. I follow the 80-20 rule. It's the Pareto rule that says 80% of what you do produces 20% of your results. So that means 20% of what you do produces 80% of your results. So in other words, of the 10 things that you do today, eight of them will only produce 20% of your results. Two of them will produce 80% of your results. Here's what I do. Every day I try to figure out what are the two things I need to do today. And I do them. One is usually a task and one is usually a person that I need to invest in. I want to give a lot to the kingdom of God. I still have a pastor's heart. So I want to work hard and grow my income and live on less so I can give more to the church. God says to invest in the kingdom of heaven, store up treasure in heaven. Don't store up treasure here on earth. And I, I take that very seriously. Like that's, that's a real thing that God wants us to do. And I, I've thought on that one a lot. And so I have a tithing plan. Um, that I've been working for many years now. And it all started with 10%, which was the baseline benchmark that we're supposed to give our best to God, a tithe back, and to give that to your local church without complaining, 
um, man, God has been so good to us. So that's the least we can do. If you whine about that, it shows where your heart is. You invest in what you love and it's not a burden. (laughs) So my goal has always been to grow my giving to the local church so that my heart doesn't get attached to things and so that God can use me as a channel or a river to bless his mission here on earth. I had a goal for a long time to make giving my highest percentage of expense in my budget above house, above food, above everything. And it took a while for me to get there, but I eventually hit it. And then I set a new goal a few years back of giving a million dollars in my life. Well, that means I need to make a lot of money. And that's that's a great goal, but I needed to quantify it. Okay, how do I like take steps in that direction? So I decided to increase my tithing each time that my business revenue and salary grew. So every year I would increase based on the growth of my business. And I've been doing that now for three years. At just this month, now I'm currently giving at a 25% level. And my goal is to get to 51%. I want God to have most of my money. So my goal is to do that by the time I'm 55 in two years. And I'm on track. I have a foundational belief that every time I am blessed with more, I have a responsibility to give at a higher level, not just to enjoy more stuff. Most of us are taken care of way above what we need. And here's what I've been finding. If I give like I make twice as much money, I end up making twice as much money because God knows whoever's faithful with a little bit is going to be faithful with a lot. And so he's looking for people to channel his resources with, to bless, so he can make a difference in this world. I also made a commitment a few years ago to give 50% of my personal income on any ministry things that I do uh, out of the gate. And so as I'm developing a ministry and leadership development efforts, I'm already at that level because it was easier to start there than to, to grow that. I want to keep my heart in it for the right reason as God blesses my efforts. So I'm choosing to invest in God's kingdom and trusting this will produce a harvest that will help many more people come to know God. And as I keep increasing my giving, my investment, my sacrifice, I am more than taken care of. Me and my family are blessed. The scripture teaches us to put the kingdom first and he takes care of us. And so that's what I'm striving to do. The investment principle requires sacrifice. If you want success in your life, you have to make sacrifices. So I want to encourage you, choose to be an investor rather than a spender with your money, with your time, with your relationships, with your influence, with your opportunities. And here's what you'll find. If you'll choose to be an investor, opportunities will come your way more will flow into your hands. People will trust you more. So choose to invest in what lasts. The sacrifice is worth it in the end. Well, I hope today you've been inspired to live out the truth and to become all that God made you to be. And if you enjoyed this podcast and connected with this principle of success, the investment principle, then I want to encourage you just to click follow me on, if you're listening to this on 
Spotify or my YouTube channel, just click follow me. And then if you could rate this podcast, that helps us with exposure. And then share the link. You have people that you can influence. So I want to encourage you, let's let's get the word out so more people can, can live out principled success in their life that honors God and makes a difference in the world. Remember, my name's Fred, and I'm your friend. <laughs>